Welcome to Social Capital Expert, a show where we discover the value of social capital and how cultivating strategic relationships is critical to our success. In each episode, your host, Sarah Francis McDaniel, will explore the stories of fascinating people from all over the world to better understand how their ability to build relationships has led to their success. We will uncover tips, tricks, and practical ways that you too can become a social capital expert. Hi, and welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have our special guest, Michelle Boyer. Michelle, thanks so much for being here today. I'm so excited. Thanks for having me. So you are involved in all kinds of awesome stuff today, but before we get to that, will you give us a little bit of background? Maybe tell us a little bit about where you're from and kind of where you started. Sure. So I am a native of Iowa and born and raised, lived there for the vast majority of my adult life, moved to Colorado about four and a half years ago. Uh, people thought I was crazy and being self-employed, I can work from anywhere. So the background, Iowa farm girl, working on the farm, entrepreneur, seeing parents who didn't punch a time clock. But working damn oh hard. Oh gosh, yeah, we spent a ton of time working. Um, my dad owned a trucking company at one point in time, uh, retired as a corporate pilot. My mom owned a commercial cleaning business. She was doing home care for seniors wow. before it was something that was really popular, or at least I thought, you know, popular. Yeah. And so that's kind of my background. That's kind of what I grew up with. It's a different perspective on how you live your life. Yeah. So not so much the nine to five, but definitely the hard work and, and grunt force in some ways well, or, or tenacity maybe. Right. So kind of depends on, you know, what's happening during the course of, of the year. If you're working a farm and my dad helped my grandfather farm and you plant in the spring and then you watch it grow and you kind of take care of the fields through the course of, of the summer and then harvest, there are times when, you know, you don't have to necessarily work 24 seven and then harvest it's like sometimes you go all night yeah so yeah this kind of was my growing up experience it was very interesting compared to some awesome so then you moved from the farm and then what so I spent uh, several I had several careers I was a sales rep for a pharmaceutical well not a pharmaceutical company a, a medical supply company okay and so I was selling everything from adult diapers to catheters to <laughs> enteral nutrition driving all over Iowa, parts of Illinois and Wisconsin. Okay. And that gave me kind of my first look at what it was like to give give me the reins and let me drive my own bus. Okay. And prior to prior to that, you know, I'm just working high school jobs, that kind of thing. Um, but once I realized I was watching life go by without me, I was like, I gotta find a new job. I have to find something to where I can be a little bit more flexible and stay at home with my kids and I ended up getting into finance. Okay. And so I did all the whole licensure stuff and uh, insurance licenses, securities licenses, marketing mutual funds, helping people kind of map out what they were doing with their finances, but never felt like that was home. Have you ever been in a situation totally. to where you're doing a job going, oh my gosh, what's the purpose? What's the meaning behind this? I just feel like I can't commit and can't do a very good job because yeah. my heart wasn't in it. That's huge. So fast forward another 10 years and here I am today doing what I'm doing. And some of it revolves around finance. I have a business that I'm developing called Boss Lady Works. Yes, cool. Yeah, uh, some of the little Hispanic guys that work for me love my guys. 
but they are, are always calling me boss lady. You're the boss lady. <laughs> it's up to you, boss lady. So that's where the boss lady it's comes in. It's an enduring in. term. <laughs> they love yeah. me. I think I mentioned you yeah. got one marriage proposal. Out yes. Of so, I mean, you never know. Oh, right. <laughs> exactly. So boss lady uh, really is all encompassing. What I really like about what I'm doing is I'm still educating people on ways to maximize their retirement dollar. Okay. Um, I got into the fix and flip business and it's a lot of work. A lot of people may, on TV make it look easy. Right. But oh my gosh, talk about the stress. When you do like a whole house <laughs> remodel for 35000 in three days. Like, well, you know, I yeah, know that's what right. they sometimes show on some of those shows. Exactly. It's like, not no. quite. Mm -mm, no. no. Uh, so how do you educate people and how do you learn and transpose that into something that is of value to your community or, or someone else? And so I love that part about what I'm doing. And outside of that, I'm trying to take those properties and make them renovation rents. And one of my close colleagues is a, a realtor and he has a lot of passive investors that are looking for those opportunities. Okay. And so we're trying to build a marketplace where we can find the properties, renovate them, get them rented, and then provide an investment opportunity that's turnkey to wow. someone that doesn't want to do all that, but literally wants to have it already done. Right. It reduces their overall risk of maintenance and ongoing repairs. We're managing, we have access to renters, and it just provides them with an opportunity to invest their dollars someplace where maybe they've not really been encouraged or, or taught how to do that. The, it's huge. I mean, we were talking about this. It was one of the first times uh, I had ever kind of thought that this was even a way to do it, where you had talked about how once you buy this property, you can actually create a rental opportunity and an income opportunity within the property and help someone even qualify that might not be able to qualify yes. with that income that you've already kind of established for them. I right. mean, that is huge. Huge, especially it's, in Colorado where it's very hard to reach attainable pricing um, for a home. And so this is a kind of an, an outside the box way of looking at it. And I think it's a, it's a generational transformation of where the next generation is looking at, how do I buy a home and make it affordable and make it a home, but yet how am I not house poor? Right. Where every penny that you're going literally has to go into making that payment. Right. So in certain suburbs around Denver Metro, there are ordinances that allow us to provide another living space in the home for uh, or for that house. Right. So if we can find this right setup and put a two bedroom, one bath in a lower unit, and on average, depending upon where they are, they're renting for twelve to $1,500. If you buy that as an owner occupied with a rental income piece, 75% of that income can be used to qualify you for a mortgage. That's 75%. amazing. I mean, that really is huge. And if you can find those properties mm -hmm. and, and be connected to you, Michelle, mm -hmm. to be able to be a part of some of that, right. you've actually even, I mean, it's just awesome how literally one introduction to someone can totally take you down a path. I, our introduction, um, she and I didn't know each other until more recently right. and have just met, but our one conversation, and then we had a couple of follow-up phone calls had actually helped me make a decision to do exactly that. Take a space that was just costing money, nothing productive was being was going on there, mm -hmm. and say, okay, I've got to pull the trigger, but if I build it, they will come. And uh, really with your support and knowledge, I put a, a guest suite 
in in a property that now I'm not only have on the furnished finder type market yep. for traveling nurses, which was another suggestion you had, yep. but put it on Airbnb and I'm cash flowing this this property in a way that I never expected or have up to this point. And just because I met you Through and you were willing to share your information and I was curious, um, literally it has put a monetary increase into to my life on a monthly basis. And so I thank you for that um, and for your willingness to even do that. But is there more about kind of what you, how you're working this real estate piece that you want to share with us? Well, I think the big piece for me is being able to give back to in a community environment where it is such a struggle to find housing. I have a couple of really good friends that um, work for Denver Public Housing, and there's a lot of the single individuals there that are working themselves out of poverty into home ownership. Wow. And so if I can form a connection there and they have qualified individuals that will ultimately qualify for a mortgage, how can we make that even easier by providing a, a model, a yeah. housing option that still is at that beginner price point, but provides them with an additional 20 to 30% more income yeah. than they ever thought possible. The typical, getting, getting back to my investing roots, and I call myself a recovering financial advisor now. <laughs> um, I've kind of gotten rid of all of those licenses, but to me, the typical model is failing. And the next generation is really looking for something different to be able to, to benefit a work-life balance. Um, talked recently to a gentleman that's in his 30s and he said, I want to spend more time with my kids while they're younger. I don't want to go and work eight hours a day, 10 hours a day and get home and spend an hour with them and not see them. Yeah. He already owns two rentals. He's looking to buy a third, looking for unique and creative ways to generate income so he's not having to punch a time clock 40 hours a week. Absolutely. And so how can I, as kind of a creative investor, think up new ways of providing um, living space that not only meets the needs of the owner occupant, but then also provides an affordable housing option for someone else that can't find that. Yeah. So it's beneficial on both sides. Right. I mean, there's, it's a win-win. And even in, in talking about social capital and other shows, it's like, that is what it's about. It's about being a part of this process. That's a win-win for everyone. We're in a community. You know, what I do is going to reverberate throughout that community. How can I share my expertise or the knowledge or the things that I'm passionate about with someone who wants to know those things, but doesn't have that necessarily, necessarily have that drive to go all learn that stuff. Yeah. You've got unique skill sets. I've got unique skill sets. The, the groups that we participate in, everyone has something that they can use to collaborate with one another to build a better community. Exactly. We're all on this crazy planet whirling, hurling through space. <laughs> Talk about mind blowing if you really <laughs> right. think about that. And what it, what it really comes down to is community. Yeah. I've never known anyone that was on their deathbed that said that they would have liked to work more or that money was their most important priority. Right. It's this relationship piece that I love the most. Getting to know people like you and understanding what drives you. What's your why? Why are you passionate about this? Yeah. And how does this bring value and encourage other people to step outside of their comfort zone maybe, take that leap of faith and just go for go it. Go for it. Yeah. You know, sometimes it's like fill the fear and do it anyway. Yeah. Jump in and swim like hell. <laughs> sometimes that's all you've got. Right. But if you're willing to commit to it, it's huge. It's huge. Yeah. And the world so, really becomes your oyster, you know, but yeah. it's sometimes that action that taking it 
taking it to the next step is, is part of what does it. You know, it's funny that you would say, you know, I want to know about your passion and your why. Can you tell us a little bit about, I mean, it's obvious you're full of passion. Can you tell us a little bit about where it comes from? Well, I guess for me, my why is I've always been really dedicated to figuring out ways to help other people. Sometimes to my own detriment. Not that I haven't had significant failings, because I have. Right. But I, where I started in life, I was ended up a single mom with two kids, no college education, put myself through four years of school, getting a social work degree because they would, my employer would pay for it. Wow. And so I developed some skills as a result of that, communication skills, uh, the, the capacity to ask good questions and uh, draw out what people really, what's really important to people. Yeah. Now that can be applied to any type of an occupation. Absolutely. And um, so that being said, I've just evolved into who I am now, but I still, the core essence of who I am revolves around helping and providing uh, opportunities or information to people that they might not hear. And so I'm kind of like a big walking, talking billboard. <laughs> so boss lady, yeah, I'm a lady. Yeah. But boss stands for building okay. opportunities, okay. supporting success. Awesome. Boss. Yeah. So if we all take our unique skill set and we apply it to that acronym, yeah. we're all bosses on some level. Absolutely. And how are. can we collaborate within our communities to support and success in, in areas that maybe someone would never know about unless we just open our mouth? Yeah, yeah, that's huge. So, uh, I love that. And thank you so much for sharing. Congratulations, too, because I'm excited to see how this uh, movement continues to grow. So when you think of community, you know, you've talked a lot about or mentioned community. What would you say are sort of the key ingredients to community? I think community is recognizing who your neighbor is. I live in Lakewood, so Lakewood is is a big town. Yeah. Am I a part of the chamber? Am I a part of um, some civic organizations in that community? How do I make myself known in that community? Those are some of the things that I do on a regular basis, but I also know who all my neighbors are. Right. I love the little lady next door who's 85 and is out gardening, and <laughs> I know the name of her dog, and she invites me over for wine on her deck. Yeah. And then I pop my head over the, the privacy fence to the back of me, and the guy's spray painting his garage, and I'm going, hey, how's it going? <laughs> Sounds like that thing's not working. That yeah. kind of a thing. How often do we do that? Now, how often do we get to know the person that lives right next door? It's huge. To me, that's community. We're an extension of family. Yeah. That little lady living next door, she has children here, but one lives way up north and one lives down south. And I know there are times when she just wants to have someone to talk to. Absolutely. So we all have a desire to know that we have meaning and purpose in our life, that there is something we can provide to someone else yeah. that we're cared for. Someone's thinking about us periodically and that we just are contributing to right. the betterment of, of our social environment. Yeah. To me, that's the epitome of what life is about. It's not the stuff. It's not the money. It's the ability to share who we are and accept someone for who, who they are yeah. and just go, this is awesome. Yeah. I agree. That's awesome. Thank you so much for sharing that because that really, it is, it's just such a simple uh, mindset in some ways mm -hmm. and yet can be so radically impactful. Mm -hmm. Do you, um, you know, if you were to look at either your younger self or maybe just someone coming up into their place in life, um, would you have any advice you'd like to share? Uh, 
my younger self, I would have done this a long time ago. <laughs> I spent way too much time worrying about what other people were going to think. Okay. Yeah. And I think at some point you just have to say, you know, heck with it. Just, just jump in, just do it. And not so worry so much because, um, not at, you're, you're not always going to align your beliefs and what you feel and, and think are not always going to align to with someone else's right and vice versa. But that doesn't mean it's wrong. True. So if you have an idea and you're passionate about something and you don't feel like you can make that leap of faith and just going all in, start to collaborate and find people that kind of are in that space already. Yeah. And just build relationships with them. Just say, hey, I, you know, would really, I, this, I'm passionate about this, but I don't know a lot about it. I'm really looking for a mentor. Can I interview you? That's great advice. I mean, that's kind of how we got here. Yeah. So thank you for accepting my uh, my request. And you've been a pleasure so far. I really appreciate um, everything that you have already done to help and impact my life. And uh, I look forward to continuing to get to know what I can maybe do to uh, continue to integrate into what you have going on. Do you want to share a little bit about um, any great adventure you're on or anything you're really kind of working on right now? Um, I think the biggest piece that I'm looking to do is expand and grow the body lady works website and okay. the model um, there is a financial piece to it and what I'm teaching is called the infinite banking concept and I think it's a it's a, a concept that the vast majority of people aren't familiar with but once they become familiar with it they become passionate of applying it to the bigger picture the overall bigger financial picture in their life awesome and so that's a big piece that I'm working on but I am continuing to build relationships and work with um, lenders, realtors, uh, property managers, so that we can help individuals who want to play or right. invest in rental real estate, make that happen. And awesome. it can't happen overnight, but we will, soon we'll be doing some education. When I say we, um, Brian Burke with Kenner Real Estate is my okay. real, real estate partner. And um, we'll start to do some educational forums at his office. And then I have a, a mortgage partner, and I have another investment partner where we're teaching people how to leverage portions of their qualified accounts to invest in rental real estate as well. Oh my gosh, yeah. that's super exciting. So we will have all of the information for how to contact you and how to get involved Great. in the show notes. So be sure to reach out to Michelle. And Michelle, before we wrap up, do you have any final thoughts? Final thoughts, let's see. Um, today is the only day that you have to live. This moment, not two hours from now, but this moment. Focus on what you can do to serve and give back. And just realize that just because everything doesn't turn out the way that you want it to, doesn't mean that those obstacles aren't detours in the right direction. <laughs> That's awesome. And those are words to live by. Thank you so much for being here today, Thank Michelle. You. You've been a pleasure and I hope to have you back again soon. Thanks, Sarah. That's all for this episode of Social Capital Expert. Please visit socialcapitalexpert.com for show notes, additional episodes, and to see who will be visiting us next on the show. Also, be sure to check out our upcoming Social Capital Mixers. These are events where we can connect in person to build social capital. Thanks for listening, and we look forward to having you join us for the next episode.